Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 937 The Ticket and TheTicketFM.com. Game day in Ann Arbor is just a few days away. It's a matchup that I love. Old Legends Division rivals. Michigan and Nebraska. You're obsessed with that. And I say that, that old, jokingly. You're what? obsessed with the old legends and leaders. Oh, I love the legends and leaders, and mostly because we'd see Nebraska Michigan every year. It's just a battle of two of the best programs all time. That helmet matchup when they clash, I don't care what the score is, I don't care uh, you know, kind of how it turns out. That's a special day, a special treat. From college football to see those winged helmets of Michigan go up against the Nebraska in. Uh, I'm going to love it regardless of kind of the outcome. Of course, I'll love it a lot more if Nebraska gets the win in Ann Arbor. Nebraska uh, won the also, Legends division, didn't they? What? Nebraska won the Legends division, didn't they? Yeah, and the, the last time Nebraska won a division was the Legends division. That's Damn another straight. thing. <laughs> yeah. You should go back legends. to that. <laughs> We're legendary. Uh, now, when we won, we ended up losing to an eight and four team in the in the championship yeah, we beat game early, by that like they beat earlier. seventy to thirty five or something. Yeah, one that they beat <laughs> earlier in the season. But we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, well, throw that to the side. Um, but uh, it's it, it is certainly it's a game that I'm looking forward to, and I just feel bad that Nebraska is in the position they were in because this could be so cool, right? If imagine a top twenty five Nebraska going into Ann Arbor against undefeated mm. Michigan. And we'd all have our 1997 debates running wild on the 25-year anniversary. Scott Frost is on the sideline going up against Jim Harbaugh. It was just set up so perfectly, except for the fact that uh, Scott Frost never won at Nebraska. Well, it wouldn't even have to be a top 25 number. Just imagine like a like a six or a seven-win Nebraska team going up to Ann Arbor. Yeah. Even if they, whether they're top 25 or not, you know, consider they had you know a bad loss or two in there, and they're going up to Ann Arbor. And like it would be electric. It would be amazing. But instead, Nebraska has three wins, and they're going up to undefeated Ann Arbor, who is looking like a juggernaut uh, as of right now. Yeah, they, they certainly are. Of course, again, uh, nobody in college football has looked you know, powerful enough or not had a week where they've kind of struggled. Of course, Georgia did that against Missouri. Uh, for Michigan, it was the Maryland game that probably stood out. Uh, first half against Rutgers was a lot closer than, than a lot of people yeah. expected. Um, so it's, it's not like Nebraska um, has to take down – I guess the 97 Michigan Wolverines no. and 97 Nebraska, and even those teams. Some, you know, we, we put these championship teams on a pedestal. They struggled certain weeks. So uh, it, it is, it's not like Nebraska can't win this game. It's just really hard to imagine. Uh, and now a 29-and-a-half-point underdog. It is actually I believe that's the up. biggest underdog they've ever been. It's actually gone up. It's 30-and-a-half now. Is it 30-and-a-half? Yep. <laughs> yep. Perfect. <laughs> so uh, so that's, that's, uh, that's cool. not good. Yeah, that's really cool. Give me Nebraska uh, one, to cover. <laughs> one thing that uh, might help Nebraska cover and potentially get the upset is if Casey Thompson plays. Now, we're not necessarily expecting that, uh, but uh, Coach Whipple and uh, the defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, uh, Bill Bush and Coach Whipple talked to the media today, and uh, Casey was out there at practice. Mm -hmm. Logan and Chuba are uh, taking most of the reps, um, so you still kind of have a heavy lean there toward one of those guys starting. Uh, but Coach uh, Mickey Joseph said the other day that if, if Casey wasn't back at practice today, he'd go ahead and rule him out. Well, Casey was out there practicing today. so He didn't throw a, a lot. but Glimmer he did of throw. hope. Yeah, he didn't throw yeah. a lot, but he did throw is what, is what uh, um, 
Oh my gosh, why am I spacing? Mark Whipple, Whipple. said. Mark Whipple, yeah. Mark Whipple said today. Uh, he was out there. He was making a couple throws here and there. But I, I mean, they said that they'll make the decision on on Friday. We'll see what happens. They told us that last week. They didn't let us know, let anyone know uh, until we saw that he wasn't warming up with the other quarterbacks before the game. So we'll see if they make the decision on Friday or if they make the decision before the game if Casey Thompson is going to uh, play against Michigan or not. So it's going to be really interesting. And if you have 100% Casey Thompson or, you know, 98%, 95% Casey Thompson, I, I think you have a better chance at winning this game. But if Casey Thompson still can't feel his pinky, I guess is what they said, and he's having trouble gripping the football. I, I wouldn't throw him out there because it's only going to get worse. Yeah, I, I, yeah, and and you know, Casey too. I mean, he, even if he played, he'd have to play one of his better games. He's a bit turnover prone. If you lose the turnover battle against Michigan, um, that would be a problem. So I mean, but it is it is a glimmer of hope. It certainly would give Nebraska a little bit more of a chance. He might be a kind of an emergency type of situation where if they'll it's close. try to play the game close, and then yeah, see if. If there's a reason to put him in there late, we'll kind of see. We'll kind of track that. Of course, another big story leading into the week was uh, Mickey Joseph saying that he was going to have a talk, a sit down, uh, or in fact did have a talk with Mark Whipple about being okay. Well, he said the staff, but he had to sit down with Whipple specifically about it. The staff being okay with three to four yard runs. Uh, Whipple today sounds like he's going to pass the ball. <laughs> Whipple, <laughs> Whipple said uh, that uh, he was kind of blaming drops and, and saying they had too many drops against Minnesota. If they have that many drops, they won't stand a chance, which is true. He's not but wrong. It also sounds like a passing game coordinator or, or a guy that, 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 that relies on the passing game a little more. I mean, uh, they're standing up for himself. I mean, they're going to pass the ball. Like, that's just a given. Like, whether, whether everybody yeah. wants to, you know, not believe isn't the right word that I'm looking for, but but take into account that, that Mickey Joseph and Mark Whipple had a talk and, and have it in their mind that just because they had a talk that Mark Whipple was going to run the ball, you know, 70% of the time and, and you know, pass it 30% of the time. No, that's, he's still going to pass it as much as he's been passing it before. Maybe they throw in some more run. Maybe, maybe Anthony Grant gets 25 carries instead of 21 carries. I, I still believe they're going to pass the ball more than they run the ball just because that's Whipple's M.O. Unless Mickey Joseph like stands up and maybe takes the play calling away from from Whipple for like a drive or two and calls more run plays, I, I'm I'm looking at more passes than than running still. Yeah, I, I'm looking at that too. Uh, specifically, Whipple saying today um, he's. Uh, uh, he was asked about kind of that, that three- to four-yard run style, and he, and he kind of said his uh, philosophy is to score more points than the other team, whatever they need to do to do that. So um, kind of avoiding the question, he says each game is its own story. He's passing the ball. Or they're going to pass the ball. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that is technically right. Like there are teams that you could have a lot more success over uh, if you pass the ball more than you run the ball. But, you know, as much as, I, as, much as this pains me, to agree with you, in the Big Ten West, if you want to win, you've got to be proficient at running the ball, and you've got to commit to running the ball. Yeah, and, and, and you know, too, I thought that Whipple did take a, a lot of uh, criticism this week from, uh, you know, fan boards and Twitter and all that stuff, but, uh, and even, you know, it's kind of leaking to the media asking questions about it. He's had, he's had... Um, you know, play calls that didn't necessarily make sense. Some of those were run plays, by the way. He called mm -hmm. run plays at times that didn't make sense. Um, and I just, I, I'd like to remind people, too, they did run the ball 
uh, more than they passed. They did run the ball more than they usually do, and Anthony Grant did get more carries than he usually does yep. in that game against Minnesota. So uh, they did make the adjustments. I'd, li- I'd probably see something similar to that, especially without Casey Thompson, uh, because he can like to fling the ball around as much as he wants if you don't have the personnel to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, every coach can kind of see that and adjust their offense. And, and Mark Whipple did, in my mind, as much as the criticism and flack that he got for his game planning last week. It's easy to criticize Mark Whipple when, when things aren't going right. It's easy to criticize anybody when things aren't going right. But if you watch, if you look at, like, the All-22, if you're, you're up high and you're watching the play develop, a lot of these passing plays, there's somebody open. There's, there's somebody yeah. who, who, who has gotten away from their defender and they're open. It's on the quarterback to, to see that and make that throw. It's on the receivers to make that catch. So although it's easy to, to, to pile on Mark Whipple and blame him for the offensive struggles, there are times where the, the – there's a lot of times where his play calls could work. There's, like I said, there's somebody open and there's something going on that, that could have this offense moving in a positive direction. But – at a certain point, it falls on the players to execute. It falls on the players to make a play, to make a throw, to make a catch, to make somebody miss, and, and to help make their offensive coordinator look better. Am I saying that Mark Whipple has been perfect throughout this tenure? No, I'm not. I, I, there are times where some of, as you said, some of his play calls have been extremely questionable. But there are multiple times where, again, things look like they should work out, and it, it's the players that need to make something happen. Yeah, it is. It is always that battle of uh, execution and in, in, in coaching, and um, you know, it's. Uh, I mean, that's part of that's part of coaching is getting your players to execute. So it always does, to, in my mind, fall back on the adults. But the, the players, um, you know, on the field, they they decide it. You know, they decide kind of the narrative, and and they have to make those split second decisions. Uh, and if they do, we praise them, and if they don't, we blame the coach. So uh, <laughs> that's kind of how it yeah. goes sometimes. But. Uh, it's kind of funny. By the way, I was looking up to um, Nebraska's rushing defense is ranked 108th nationally, giving up 182.9 yards per game. Of course, that's uh, a little bit scary because Michigan coming in uh, has the fourth best rushing offense in the nation, 250 yards per game. That is still a crazy stat to me no matter how many times I read it. <laughs> yeah, totally um, looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, that is a lot of yards. And keep in mind, they had, like, what, over 400 against Penn State, who's like a top 15 team. I don't know where they're, where they're at in the latest rankings. But um, they've done more than 250 against better teams than Nebraska, obviously. Um, but uh, I guess a glimmer of hope would be there, too. Those defensive numbers have been getting better uh, since Bill Bush got in there. So mm-hmm. you could put the numbers down to about 142 and a half yards per game on the ground since Bill Bush has taken over. That's the good news. The bad news is that the Husker offense has not been quite as good since the new coach took over as far as points per game goes. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, they've been saddled uh, with uh, dip more difficult opponents than probably the first three that Scott Frost played. <laughs> they've had some um, high-level so, defenses that they've had to play against. And they've played some really mm-hmm. good defenses, so that's a good point. But since... Uh, Mickey has taken over, uh, and of course Whipple is along with this. Um, they've averaged 20.3 points per game. They have not scored more than 14 in four of those six games. Um, so that, uh, and, and then you know you take Casey Thompson out of it. It's hard to imagine Nebraska's defense as much strides as they've made to keep this Michigan team down to 17 or 20 points. Mm-hmm. And that's about all the offense has been able to muster for the most part outside of the Purdue game uh, under Mickey Joseph and, and Mark Whipple since they've taken over. So, it, I mean, this is there's a reason why this is a 30-point spread. Everything on paper tells you 
Nebraska's in trouble here. They've got to they've got to come together. Um, Bill Bush said today they weren't uh, they weren't paying too much attention to the numbers. It's not like they're watching Hoosiers or anything, which I thought was a funny <laughs> quote. Um, but they've they've got to come together. Um, you know, VJ was kind of talking about it. Maybe rally around the disrespect to a degree, um, and you know all that stuff. Maybe it can get you off to a jump start in the first quarter. I always think that pregame uh, stuff usually lasts for a few minutes in the game, and then you're mm-hmm. playing football. You know, and then the bullets are flying, but. Uh, especially Nebraska, we talk about it every week, uh, would would benefit from getting off to a strong start. And that is one thing that Mickey Joseph and the staff has done well, getting touchdown drives in the first uh, first go of it, in the first uh, first possession. Um, it's, you hate to, to, to call the game at any point, but Nebraska is going to need so much to go right for them in this game um, that, uh, you know, that's one thing I'll definitely be paying attention to if that first drive goes well. The scripted plays, are mm-hmm. they going to go back to some of those scripted, scripted plays throughout plays the game? Scripted plays work really well. Uh, but I, have. I, it, it's especially with depending on who you have in a quarterback, uh, if it's Chubba Purdy or Logan Smothers, those two like to run a little bit more than Casey Thompson does, and I think allowing them to, to go off script, to use their legs, is going to be something that can really help sustain Nebraska on drives. Because can you imagine, you know, they're, they're running the ball as much as you want them to run the ball. They're getting three yards a pop here, whatever. Third and short, they go back, drop back for a pass, and the quarterback, you know, scrambles, gets a first down just barely. If you can keep, you know, keep drives alive, maybe you're not getting explosive plays. You're not getting 10, 12 uh 22 yards of play but you're you're grinding away you're going on a on a long sustained drive multiple plays you know four five six minute drives keeping the ball out of Michigan's hands keeping Blake Corum from from keeping Blake Corum off the field and not allowing him to get into a rhythm on the field when he's running the ball that could go a long way in you know getting you uh, a fast start and sustaining it because getting a fast start only helps if you're able to sustain just a small amount of success. And even if you're not scoring touchdowns, getting into field goal range or, or getting close and, and pinning the opponent deep, but also going on sustained drives and not going three and out six times in a yeah. row. Yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be some frustrating times during this game, um, but maybe Nebraska can overcome it this week. But as you look at time of possession, man, does it look like, you know, it, it, it'll be, part of it is that inability to sustain drives has Nebraska at 122nd nationally in time of possession, um, Michigan number three in the nation. So uh, they're definitely going to be looking to do that. It feels like Minnesota was number three in the nation last week, uh, but I guess uh, Michigan overtook that. All these teams obviously uh, go back to Big Ten. Big Ten style football and and Michigan is the best version of that so it'll be difficult for Nebraska uh, but uh, of course we'll all be cheering and it will be just beautiful in my mind uh, to see those helmets clashing one way or the other see money Texan just drove past coach Osborne it's gonna be a good weekend GBR hey there you go maybe that's a little bit of good luck Uh, and I thought there was another one Uh, Bill and Bennett says uh, he wants to expand upon Frank stabbing Lil Red with a rusty blade to break the curse Uh, he believes that uh Bo Pelini should be there to beat uh, Lil Red with a broken chair as well. I see so, zero uh, problems with this. <laughs> maybe that could add to breaking the curse for Nebraska. But again, uh, make I know sure some the people person, tried that before the year. Make sure the person work. isn't inside Lil Red. We don't want anybody to get hurt. That's right. Except that Lil Red. Except for Lil Red. Uh, so uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll pay off on that uh, famous Michigan alumni. There's a lot of names to go through there. Uh, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more football coming up next year on the Ticket Water Corolla, live from Wingstop at 28th and Pine Lake. Come out and fr- try a brand new Wingstop chicken sandwich.